At least once a week, I see a mom in a Facebook group that's asking for advice on what others are doing from home to earn. Maybe she's asking, how could I make money from home flexibly around nap time or have a part-time work that I could do from home? And I think it's a valid question because many moms are looking for ways to find purpose, to find additional income. And I'm gonna break down some of those options that inevitably get thrown in the comment thread there. And I'm gonna talk about specifically eight online businesses you could launch this week. And my number one recommend, whether you're starting from scratch or you already have a business, but you're looking to find a new income stream for it. So we're gonna pack a lot into this episode. Let's jump into it. I am on a mission to help 100 busy, anxious, or introvert moms develop or scale an online business to create an extra $2,000 a month in your family budget. I believe that this can help your families make decisions from a place of alignment with your family values instead of just based on the bottom line. I might need to help you smash through your comfort zone, I get it, or explore how to habit stack or create routines in your day to create more time and energy. You might need help communicating, automating, or delegating in your life or business. I want you to know that you can create your dream business without sacrificing your family or health. And if you are a health freedom or medical freedom mama, I want you to know this is a safe community and I want to help you. This is Chelsea Fournier, your routine queen. Let's make it happen. I am really excited about this episode for you. Like I said in the intro, like I constantly see moms in Facebook groups who in very well-meaning might feel like, oh my gosh, I just, I know that there's other moms who are making money from home. I don't know how they're doing it. And so they ask a question into a Facebook group that they trust. And inevitably you've seen this, like you're nodding your head. You've seen this mom ask this question and inevitably there's going to be a very hot comment thread going on underneath it. Some moms are going to drop in in the comments like here, my company's hiring people to work from home, or you can be a part of a call center. Like those are cool. Some are links like that are just people who don't know how to market or have a real conversation being like, come join my team to sell whatever, smelly wax or nails or whatever. I'm not speaking bad about those, but you've seen it, right? Then there's obvious scams, which is odd because I'm always like, how did these moms even get into these mom groups? And is it obvious to others this is a scam or are people going to click on it? There's inevitably going to be some saying like, I've made a million dollars in network marketing or social selling, you should do that. Inevitably, on the flip side, there's going to be people being like, don't let anybody prey on you to join a network marketing business, right? And then there's going to be someone who has like amazing expertise and background saying, all you've got to do is set up a coaching business. And you're like, I don't know how to coach or what that means, right? It's really hard to sort through what an average motivated but maybe nervous mom can do on her own. And I realize that some of you listening to this podcast, you may already have an online business, this is still going to be helpful for you because you know, or you may not know, that um, most millionaires report having between seven to nine streams of income. So even if you already have an online business, some of these things that I share might give you a way to be like, oh, I didn't think about that. I could offer a different opportunity or a different product or a different service to my same audience and start to monetize a different offering to them. So you could learn a new income stream. And if you're listening to this saying, you know, like a mom I was talking to last night, she is stepping out of her full-time career to be home with her two babies, very big transformation in her life, right? And she's saying, I I know I want to do something from home. I want it to be flexible. I don't know what I want it to look like. And and that's a conversation this is going to help you to get some ideas as well. 
So I want to validate for you if you are that person, whether you already have something going on or you're looking to start something that you can do from home, I want to validate you with some statistics and then I'm going to share a little bit about my story. So people are turning more and more to home-based businesses as a way to work with more flexible hours and supplement their income. (laughs) These are some interesting stats. 79 million home-based businesses will start in the next five years. I'm shooting this in 2021. So by 2026, 79 million new home-based business owners, that's huge. 42 million Americans are already pursuing some form of independent work that they can do from home. 52% of Americans will have worked independently by 2023. That's a huge shift. And of course, I'm not going to get political, but there's just so many things going on in the world today. I'm shooting this in 2021. You can nod your head. You've lived it. And realize that there's more and more moms who are being put in a position to either desire or feel like they need to have some options to be able to work from home. So I want to talk real briefly about the difference between working from home in a job versus owning an online business. And in order to do that, I'm first going to talk a little bit about my my story as an entre- as shifting into an entrepreneur over the years. So if you are a new listener, you may or may not know my professional background before becoming a crazy online entrepreneur and marketer. Um, I was, I'm actually trained as a lawyer. I was a licensed lawyer in the state of Maine for almost a decade. And even within that experience, I went from shifting from the employee mindset to the entrepreneur mindset. And I want to talk about that because I see a lot of moms who are thinking that they could start something from home online for themselves, like being a business owner, but they still have the um, employee mindset attached. What do I mean by that? When I was a full-time employee, I was like owned by, I was owned by the law firms. Let's just be honest. Like I was expected to be available, even though they said I wasn't, like they give you a Blackberry, it beeps at you, you're supposed to answer it, right? (laughs) So I... I showed up. I showed up 110% for my work. My partners, my clients got Chelsea like A game. And then my family, my relationships, my health kind of got sloppy B game, maybe C game. <laughs> and that's why I inevitably had to reassess my priorities and be like, wow, my health is on the back burner. My energy is tanking. Everybody's getting the best of me except for me. And that's something I wanted to shift before I had a family. But in that period of time, There was some perks, and it's the employee mindset that we all get taught. There was a paycheck deposited into my bank account every two weeks. That financial security is huge. I negotiated my salary. Maybe you have an hourly position. I had a salary position, and I negotiated my salary. I knew exactly what I was going to get paid for the year, divided by however many paychecks there were going to be. Some months there was three, you know, depending on how the months worked out. That was an awesome month, and so that financial security was there. The other part of that mindset was that I just had one ladder to go up. You know, I had mentors, I had people I needed to impress. There was like all of the office politics. And so this one ladder that I could go up and I kind of had an idea based on, you know, previous partners or associates going through that path, like what my pay bump would be as I progressed. So there was that kind of like upside of of knowing that you could continue to grow, hopefully in the position that you're in as an employee, But the downside is you couldn't like spin off something else and do it your own and make more or leverage. And so that employee mindset of I'm going to clock in 
I'm gonna clock out. I expect a paycheck for the amount of time I'm putting in, regardless of whether my time was valuable, right? Like I think I was a really hard worker, so I do think that my time to my employer was valuable, but even if not, like we've agreed they're gonna pay me if I show up and do work, okay? The entrepreneur mindset that was very challenging for me to step into actually kicked in even before I had online businesses. I actually um, basically helped to co-found a law firm. Um, My now ex-husband and I uh, decided that we were, at the time we were married and we were gonna start a law firm and he had already kind of started that and I left my practice. I left working for a large firm to be able to bring some clientele over and to kind of like do this together as a startup almost, right? And so that entrepreneur mindset, all of a sudden, I wasn't owned by an employer. And so in the beginning, I was super excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to yoga on my lunch break. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, you know, that felt great. The time flexibility felt great. But I wouldn't say time freedom because then I was stepping into so many roles, right? I was out there pounding the pavement, doing marketing, at networking events, speaking engagements, bringing clientele in. I was helping... Uh, you know, to run payroll when we had someone who was on payroll. I was making sure the books were done, reporting into the accountant, making sure that our own contracts with our clients were up to par, like so many different moving parts that I never had to worry about when I was an employee. And then there was also the grind of, you don't get a deposit every two weeks of an exact same amount. You might have a good month, you might have a slow month, you might have clients that aren't paying you. And so I'm not saying that you have to be a lawyer to like understand any of this. If you start going from employee mindset to becoming an entrepreneur, there's some certain paradigm shifts that you're going to have to embrace. One of which is financial stability is very different as an entrepreneur. And so if you only seek financial security as like your number one priority, then maybe you are going to want to take some of those links that are shared in those comment threads that are like, Amazon is hiring for call center, or you know, my company lets you do work from home. And I'm going to address some of the questions to ask about some of those positions in a second. So financial security is employee mindset like priority number one. An entrepreneur mindset is much more around flexibility. Like a high priority of entrepreneurs is I can do this when I want to. I'd rather work 40 hours a week for myself than 20 hours a week for somebody else. Like having that commitment, but knowing that sometimes you're going to be building something, putting effort in, creating assets or creating marketing plans, and you're not going to get paid for that time until it starts to pay off in the form of conversion or sales in anything that you do for yourself. You're going to have to get good at sales, and we're going to talk about why I think that we need to embrace that. But that employee mindset to entrepreneur mindset, so for me, there was big pros. Like when I was an employee, you know, that check being deposited, I worked for some really amazing big firms, one of which took us away to like a lawyer retreat, and you know, they'd put me up in this big suite, and it was all you can eat and drink weekend, and like a nice Patagonia jacket waiting for me. Like there was perks, let me, let me be real. But the downside of not having flexibility was too much for me. I couldn't see, I'll be really honest. So I was, I was only 24 when I became a lawyer. I graduated college early. Don't ask me why I did that <laughs> to get out into the real world faster, right? So I, like, I was on that path. I was very young. And so, so much of my priorities were very different than they are now. At the time I'm shooting this, I'm 30. Oh gosh, I'm 38. Wow, I'm saying that out loud. Sometimes I forget I'm 38. 
my priorities are very different. Right now, my priorities are flexibility, being in control of my time, being able to make the impact that I want, you know, so many different things that feel more important to me now. And so the difference that that's like one progression of being a lawyer for someone else and then being a lawyer but running your own firm. Like it's a very unique situation. I'm not saying that's your situation. It's just my path. And then as I became more flexible, that's when I really started to dabble into other online businesses being like, wow, I could take some of my skill sets and use it in different ways, leverage my network. And so I really started to let those ideas blossom when I was working kind of more for myself instead of working for someone else. Now, I want to talk about the, the difference between finding a job to work from home versus running your own online business, because some of the positions, I'll say, that get posted under these questions are truly jobs you work from home. Some questions to ask are, will you need childcare? Because if your vision is that you're going to kind of work flexibly around your day, most positions that are going to hire you are going to require you to show up for a certain time to be focused, right? Like if you are, for example, taking a call center position, you can't juggle a two-year-old at the same time that you're supposed to be taking calls in a focused manner. Some positions like that will require dedicated phone or internet. Some will require that you have an office with a door you can shut. So um, some will require that you clock in certain hours and none of this is bad. It's just good questions to ask. And so the, the big question to ask is, if you are that mom saying, I would love to be doing something from home, but my number one priority is my family, and I'm not necessarily looking to pay someone to come in and watch my kids just so I can be in the other room working, it might be what you want, I don't know. But just those are some of the questions I think that not everybody thinks to ask. So if you are looking at stepping into something that's more of an online business that you can control, that you can... I mean, it's not ideal, but could you just run your business after the kids go to bed at 7 p.m., 8 p.m.? Like, could you get two hours in a day after they go to bed? Maybe that's not ideal. You don't want to be on blue light, like, you know, screen that late, but that might be a reality of where you're starting. I don't know. But anything that you're going to do that's not for an employer, clocking in, financial security, knowing exactly what you're getting, anything else that you might do is going to require you getting good at selling and marketing. And I think <laughs> that we all need to get over this S word of sales and just ditch old limiting beliefs that hold us back around that. Like when I say you've got to get good at sales and marketing, if you cringe, there's an opportunity for growth right here, right? And so I think that over the years, sales has felt, has taken on a feeling, an emotion, a reaction. We think of sales and we think, oh gosh, that one time there was a super salesy, you know, car, gosh, a used car, when I was buying my Honda CRV, this guy just like was hammering us on all these options, all these options. And I think I didn't, he didn't even know what to do with me. I put on a piece of paper, here is my offer. I am going to lunch, bring this to your supervisor. If it's a yes, I will come pick up the car. If you can't make it, you know, match up, then I will go look elsewhere. And I was just so clear on what I was willing to do. And like that feeling of being sold to and pressured and you know, pulled back and forth and I've got to talk to my manager, my supervisor's going to approve it. I think that's what a lot of us feel like sales is. Those are just tactics. That is not the act of marketing something to make a sale. And so I think if we can ditch those old limiting beliefs that might be holding you back right now to say, well, I'm not good at sales. 
Well, do you feel like there's an opportunity that if you were able to learn skill sets that would help you to market yourself, market your business better, that maybe sales would come effortlessly to you if you were doing a good job on marketing, or maybe not effortlessly, but like the right people would find your content and your offers because you get good at marketing and then the conversations you have that lead to a sale are just so simple of like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common, of course, yes, I'm gonna share what's helping me. You know, just like very fluid, very conversational if you do your marketing well. So at the end of this episode, I'm gonna share which of eight businesses I think is the best if you're starting from scratch and the number one that I think is best if you have an existing business that you might maybe want to expand the income options into. And so right now I'm going to jump into eight online businesses you could launch this week. And if you're like, oh my gosh, it still makes me nervous to think about sales. Let's just set that aside for a second. Maybe we'll talk about it in another podcast episode. But let me just help you brainstorm some things that you could be doing flexibly part-time from home. So one is you could write and sell an ebook or a mini course. Maybe you have expertise. Maybe before you decided to stay home from the kiddos, you were an occupational therapist, or maybe you have, um, one of my good friends is a doula, and she's looking at how instead of doing in-person support in births, she could start having like mini courses to help moms understand what they could be doing on their own for self-care. So is there some expertise, whether it is you know professional or maybe... Maybe you don't necessarily want to tap into a professional side of what you can offer, but maybe you're amazing at meal prepping or canning or cooking or something in the homeschooling, right? Is there something that other people you know are asking questions about? You can think, do I get asked a certain question over and over and over? Well, you could write an ebook or a mini course and sell it for seven bucks, 27 bucks, 97 bucks, you know, depending on how complex you're going to make it. But this is something you could start this week because you could literally just start brainstorming in a Google Doc. You know, make a sexy title, find some bullet points of the benefits you're going to help to teach people. Maybe have a couple calls with people who you know are your ideal audience and understand, like, what are their challenges? What are their questions? I'm getting into the marketing of it. Never mind. One is write write and sell an ebook or mini course. Can you tell that I just love helping people take their ideas and turn them into income? I'm like... If you've got an idea, come to me. I want to help you make money. (laughs) So online business number two you could launch this week is become an affiliate. Is there a product that you love and rave about that is sold through an online retailer? If yes, ask. Ask if they have an affiliate program or go to their website and see if they have an affiliate program, especially like so many products that are sold, like marketed to moms to buy for baby gear so many of them have affiliate programs. So even if it's just something that you're constantly recommending to friends, like go see if they have an affiliate program. If yes, you could make a plan to promote it more effectively or more consistently than just casual conversation. And that could be one way you could have some income coming in. Number three is to take on clients. If you have the expertise to do one-on-one coaching or teaching, you can take that expertise or the transformation that you can help people with and make a simple offering or package. You could just offer one-off like strategy sessions or, you know, like for me in coaching currently, my program is six, six sessions over the course of 90 days and support in between. And so you could take something that you know how to do and create a coaching program. Number four, work with brands as an influencer. This is a little bit different than just becoming an affiliate of a product that you know you like. This could be This would require that you have more of a social media following already, most likely, or a really engaged online community. 
And you can either reach out to brands who you know are doing affiliate programming or become more attractive for them to find you. There's lots of different courses and trainings on how to do this. That could be one thing. Number five is social selling or network marketing. And this is really just a business model to help you align with a product line that you love, ideally, <laughs> and partner with them um, so that they are providing the products and you become kind of the marketing team. And ideally, you can partner up with someone who can mentor you on the marketing plan that's working well for them and that you feel aligned with, like the methods they're doing. Hopefully, you feel good about them. Be open to that mentoring and then learn how to sell a product line and potentially build a team. That's that definitely where there's even more money in, in network marketing or social selling is building a team and having even a small team of other moms or other people doing what you're doing starts to leverage your time because maybe you can put in five hours a week, but if five other people are putting in five hours a week, that's going to start to get some traction. So social selling or network marketing would be number five. Number six is become a virtual assistant. If you are great with design, technology, attention to detail, copywriting, sales processes, any of these things are things that a lot of online entrepreneurs like me hate doing and will pay someone to do so that I can open up my time to do what I know I'm good at. So if you're good at that or enjoy it, jump on it. Number seven would be to become a social media manager. If you have the skills to have strategy on social media, that drives traffic or leads or customers like if you know how to create engaging content and get to know a brand and drive traffic to it someone will pay you to help them <laughs> so you know you can think about a niche or an audience or an industry that you think you could really do well with like maybe you could become a social media manager for chiropractic offices in small towns and you know the type of content they would want like just think about how you could bring your social media strategy to clientele, and that could be something you could honestly have a client by the end of the week. Number eight is to launch a resale shop on Poshmark or other apps. There's so many apps. Gosh, right before this episode, I was like, oh, are there other popular ones that I could mention? There's so many. There's ThreadUp, there's Mark Facebook Marketplace, Instagram, you could make shoppable posts, you could post on eBay, Amazon, Etsy, Poshmark, Tradesy, like there's a gazillion different options. But if you have, um, you, know, you can get into, you can literally get into this by starting to sell your old clothing or toys your kids have outgrown as your initial inventory. And then you can get good at maybe sourcing and finding other items to sell. It could, I have a friend who goes to um, like Goodwill or Salvation Army, like hand-me-down stores and then finds really good quality stuff and then goes and sells on her stores. Genius, right? That takes time to build the inventory, but you could just start with what you have in your home that you're willing to get rid of. So that is a summary of eight online businesses that you could have up and running in some way, shape, or form. It might be messy. It might not have a pretty sales funnel. You don't need a website for any of this. You don't need a logo for any of this, and you could be up and running doing something by the end of the week. Now, I did tell you that I wanted to talk about the number one recommendation I have out of these eight, and this is going to actually be the same for both categories of people. So if you have a brand, maybe you are a coach, maybe you're already an affiliate marketer, maybe you are a virtual assistant, like if you already have a brand where you're marketing, I think it's very silly to leave coins on the table and not be aligned in social selling with a product partner that you feel could meet some of the needs that that same audience has. Because if you're talking to people, you're networking, they may not need the service that you have. It's very silly to not be able to like downsell or have a different conversation or ask for referrals around a product. 
And so I believe that social selling is the number one choice if you're not already involved, but you have another business. You're a coach, like I said, you've got a brand, you've got offerings around something. It's silly to me to not have you step into social selling in a way that feels authentic. Now, on the flip side, if you are brand new, deciding you want to launch an online business and you're saying, oh my gosh, all those eight ideas sound great. I'm going to need a coach. I need a mentor. I don't know how to sell an ebook. I could write it. I don't know how to like set up an email list or get all of that going. I don't know how to market it. Do I market this on my, you know, regular Facebook profile? Do I need to set up a different account? Like a lot of those questions are going to exist for all of those eight options. But what's really cool is that in social selling, ideally, <laughs> you pair up well with someone and you get a mentor. So the really cool thing about getting into, and just to be fair, some people call this social selling like I do, could be network marketing, multi-level marketing, direct sales. People have lots of different names for this, but you don't have to make the thing you're selling and making the thing and creating and setting up things from scratch is what takes the most time, effort, and just chaos <laughs> of being an entrepreneur. When you step into this model, you get to focus on just learning how to market and make commissions, and you don't have an obligation to pay hosting fees, hire a web designer, create a logo, hire employees. You don't have to have a lawyer draft or negotiate contracts or work with vendors, deal with product insurance. God forbid someone gets sick from a product that you make, what do you do? No, here, you just get to learn how to market. I'm gonna repeat that. <laughs> if you're scared of sales and marketing, you're gonna get taught how to market without the pressure of having to do all of the creation of the thing you're marketing. So let's be honest, marketing is the most critical skill set that you can master in today's marketplace and for any business you may run, and that's all you get to focus on. It's amazing. <laughs> Plus, if you align with a mentor who knows what they're doing, which I would highly encourage, and is truly willing to help you, you may very well avoid the cost of having to hire an expensive business coach as well. So social selling, for some people, it gets a bad rap, maybe because some of the benefits that attract people to it it doesn't vet out who's really serious. And so some people can just take it very casually, get spammy, like not really create a craft out of it. And some of those benefits that are pros and cons, right? There's low entry cost, you know, for most companies, if you were to align, it's between like $30 and maybe, maybe $1,500 at the top end for a, a big product package. So it's low entry cost. It's low overhead. For some companies, you don't have to have order any product any, every month. For some companies, it's a low, modest amount that you should be using their products anyway. So low overhead, no educational requirements, and no quotas. So this is good because if you are motivated, you do want to take this seriously. It's a very low barrier of entry. But I think, honestly, the reason it gets a bad rap is because there's a low barrier of entry. So sometimes people who do not belong <laughs> running an online business or they don't have the skill sets or they don't have a mentor are just out there and making it weird and salesy and spammy. So if you've ever considered getting into social selling, I want to put my name in the hat as someone you may choose to consider as a mentor. I currently have spots open for my free mentoring program. And so if you want to build an online business with real marketing tactics, no spamming, not bugging your friends and family, actually learning how to build an online brand that over time as you grow this, you may feel more confident to spin off into some of these other seven business options because you'll have a strong foundation and know how to market. And you might then want to say, oh, well, I could teach a course. I could get back into coaching and know how to bring it all under one brand. That's my goal with people who join me in my team. So I would encourage you to apply to join me. 
there's no commitment to just go through the application. You can like back out anytime. I don't, I'm not going to like, you know, come and hunt you down and sign you up for something you don't want to do. If you do decide in the show notes, there's a link that says apply to join me. And going through that process, you'll get access to background materials on the product partner and explanation of the marketing methods that we teach and use. So you can decide on your own if it's a good fit before we even need to talk. And if it does feel like a good fit, I would be delighted to get to know you and help you see how you could take your strengths and make a marketing plan of your own to launch an online business. I care deeply about helping people vet and find the right fit for them. So even if you aren't sure or you're like, I don't think I want to apply, but I'd love to bounce some ideas off of you. In the show notes, you can also book a focus and power up call. I open up about two to three spots for those every single week. If you want to jump on and just have a deeper conversation, get to know your personal goals and maybe have me give you just, you know, no skin in the game expertise or recommendations of what you could do next. Go down to the link in the show notes to focus and power up call. So if nothing else, I hope you got a ton of value, maybe getting some inspiration or some motivation to know that you could launch something online. Um, You could do it this week. It could take you, I told someone last night, if it took you six days, six weeks, or six months, like if you started today, it's never going to be faster. (laughs) You know, it's never going to be faster than starting something today. I don't know how quickly you'll be able to get something up and running. It may depend on whether you're aligning with something like in social selling or starting from scratch. It depends on your skill sets, all kinds of things. But I wanted to help people just understand the difference between working from home as an employee versus becoming your own kind of self-employed 1099 independent contractor, like that fun entrepreneurial path giving you some ideas, totally open to a conversation if you're curious about anything that I shared, and I'll see you on the next episode. If this episode got your gears turning and you're starting to realize that you and I have a lot in common, or maybe you just like the way that I cover topics or how open I am, like transparent to a fault maybe, I would really encourage you to take me up on the offer to go through my very simple application process to consider what it would look like to work in our free mentoring program. You can go down to the show notes and click where it says apply to join. It's applytojoinme.com if that's not easy to find, or you can find me over on Instagram hanging out on your routine queen and message me. Just be like, I I think I want to apply to work with you and we can have a chat get you that application process. It's no pressure. I want you to explore things and find the right fit for you, but I definitely encourage you to check that out and tune in for next week's episode of your routine queen podcast. Mm-hmm.